0: Back to the Michigan Business Beat a Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman. Not on the road, though. I am in our new studio and office of the Capital Region International Airport. So we have new digs. And if you go through TSA, well, look across the hallway and you'll see us. And if you catch us here, say hello. And we look forward to seeing and having lots of folks through our doors here at the new location at the airport for Fly Lansing. This time around, Mike Sukant, President, CEO, Michigan Festivals and Events Association here in Michigan is back on. Mike, welcome. Am I catching you in Flushing or where are you out in one of our events across Michigan today?
1: No, Jeffrey. First of all, let me congratulate you guys on your new digs. That's fantastic. And also, you know, very much appreciate you and Chris and the support that you have given Michigan festivals and events. I am no longer in Flushing. Now my home is Lewiston, Michigan. We are still all working remote. We are doing that permanently. We sold our building. So our interchesting office is gone. So everybody is working remote and we're working very well. 2022 was a very good year. When I say very good year, it's a very good year compared to 2021, which is better than 2020. And hopefully 2023 will be back to 2019 numbers. Looking optimistic, and we had our convention. Chris was there. It was in November at the beautiful Blue Water Convention Center. A lot of great attendance there, a lot of great speakers, and optimism was definitely high. So we're looking forward to 2023.
0: Indeed. Yeah, I know there's the convention, but what were some of the highlights digging down around 2022? Was it increased live attendance? Was it getting a firm grasp on where the COVID protocols would impact live events out across the festivals? Or what was that highlight of 22?
1: As far as the protocols, I think those had already settled in. People had navigated through those in 2021. 2020, I'll go back to 2021 because you almost have to build on it. 2021, we got about a three-month late start on the year. The Festivals were able to start going. However, those festivals in a straight across the board, all the festivals in 2021 that went forward, saw record attendance and record revenue. It's a supply and demand issue. There was Mm -hmm. that much fewer festivals and events. We were only at about 30% of the festivals that we normally had happened in 2021. In 2022, we got up to about 70%. And again, the numbers were very good. They weren't the record pace that we had in 2021 because again there was more festivals for people to attend the optimism though is that you know other than the colds everybody's dealing with right now due to weather changes and all the different variances that are out there, we're able to handle those now. When I say we as a society are handling those a lot better than we did in 2000, 2001 and in 2002. So the optimism is there that it's going to be back to 2019 numbers as far as the number of festivals, which is obviously a good thing. And hopefully the attendance and the challenge is going to be whether or not people have money in their pocket. You know, Indeed. Everybody's and, waiting to see what gas prices are going to be.
0: Right, exactly. And here recently, as you mentioned, in Port Huron for your convention, always a looked forward to event with blending of education, sort of a trade show, sort of an atmosphere, and networking. What were either keynotes or highlights or memorable things coming out of your convention?
1: We were very heavy. First of all, we had almost 40 sessions. And when I say 40, we did not have any duplicates. So everything was fresh, but we were very heavily on messaging. Today, there are so many different ways to get your messaging out. Print is still available. Billboards are still available. Radios. TV. Podcasts are big. Influencers are big on trying to get the messaging out. Geo-marketing and geofencing. I mean, just so many different ways to get your message out. And we had a number of presenters to talk about those different tools that we now have available in our toolbox. So that was very good. We did have some very good keynote speakers. One of them was very inspirational. And, you know, if you're going to fail, fail forward, you know, sure. Football mentality. If you're going to get tackled, that's one thing, but you always want to fall forward to get that extra yardage. So if you're going to have a challenge, make sure that it's falling forward. So you got something to build on. Eric Thomas from the Flint area, who was a quadriplegic, talked to about his story and how you don't let adversity keep you down. You just figure out another way to move forward, also. So we had some very good speakers on that. The venue at Blue Water was fabulous because Unlike some of the other locations that we've been at, it was all on one floor, all on one level, breakout sessions on one side of the hallway, ballroom and the trade show on another side of the hallway. And we were right at the base of the Blue Water Bridge, so you definitely had the ship traffic and the weather was nice. It was you know in the low 60s, so it was very well received.
0: And here in 23, scope and mission, are you doing a blend of getting into Lansing and educating legislators about the impact on the economy from the festival ecosystem? Is it just being there in Lewiston as a resource for the festival community or getting out on the road and being there so that your insight in mind
1: for the festivals themselves? Well, Jeffrey, last year we took our travel trailer and we went around and we visited every single weekend we were someplace else visiting a festival, a fair, or an event. And that was well received, but we decided that we're going to do things a little differently. I've got an 18 member board of directors that cover mm-hmm. the entire state of Michigan. And starting, looks like our first one is February 7th. We are going on the road and we're going to have meet and greets all around the state of Michigan. They're going to be hosted at a different board member's location, or they're going to get a, a restaurant, a bar, an establishment to host it. And it's going to be a hour meet and greet it's going to be myself and board members that i'll talk about and in current members talk about the benefits of being a member of MFEA and also being able to have people who aren't all that familiar with us get to know about us and learn as to what we do we'll have some giveaways and things like that for everyone but that's going to get a little more grassroots meeting the turf go around as far as our legislators We are a member of the Advocacy Network, and we are using a lobbying firm as an organization. The CAN organization has a lobbying firm out of Lansing, Kelly Cawthorn, who has given us the platform to introduce all of our causes to our newly elected state legislature. And I've definitely been taking advantage of that. 2021 and 2020, I spoke to over 90 different elected officials, whether they were senators or House of Representatives, and it didn't matter which party. I mean, everybody's the same. You know, we're all Michiganders, and this is what it's all about. You talked about economic impact. I did have an economic impact study. It wasn't an in depth study because we didn't have a good base for 2020 and 21 and even 22. But Northwood University professor did a study based on 2017 through 2019 economic impact of festivals fairs and events on a state economy and based on those numbers in 2019 we were at 1.9 billion dollars economic mm-hmm. impact if we were to keep those numbers moving forward in the same trend as they were going in 2021 we would have been at 3.2 billion dollars economic impact so We got some homework to do, but you know, there's strong numbers and festivals, fairs, and events aren't just that fun thing that happens in everybody's community. It's not just the cotton candy and rides on the merry-go-round. It stimulates the economy. It brings people to local communities to spend money, not just at the festival, but they're spending it at the restaurants or spending it at the gift shops. You know, it's that influx of OPM, other people's money. And it's not all fun and games. I mean, actually, you know, there really is a business here. Sure.
0: All right. As we wrap up, are you able to preview where this next convention will be at the end of the year?
1: We are still in negotiations. I'm hoping. <laughs> if I get the answer I'm looking for today, I'll be able to announce it today. Right now, we're just talking about, you know, it's 2023 and I'm looking at our calendar of events and we've got number one on my calendar is all oh, the Zender Snowfest. Mm-hmm. It's coming up in January 25th. We've got tip up town in Houghton Lake at the starting of the 21st. We got the Sioux 500 Stoneville race on the 29th. We got the Michigan Ice Festival up in Munising on the 8th. On the 16th, we've got the UP 200 dog sled race. On the twenty-fifth, we've got the Trinery Outhouse Races. I mean, you gotta be there for the outhouse Mm race. And the Shiver on the River is gonna be in Saginaw on the Saginaw River. And on February eighteenth is the Walloon Winterfest. And that's just January and February. Perfect. Well, we'll catch up
0: with you again in a couple of months, Mike. I appreciate you taking some time with the Michigan Business Beat today.
1: Jeff, if anybody's looking for any information, Michiganfun.com has it all available for you. Michiganfun.com. Thank you, Jeffrey. I greatly appreciate our time today.
0: Once again, Mike Sukant, President CEO, Michigan Festivals and Events Association, Lewiston, Michigan. We'll be back with more
1: Michigan Business Beat on Michigan. Business Network.